You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. All right, so you're wondering, how do I listen to you guys live? How do I check it out? Well, good news. We stream every Wednesday, 9 p.m. over on Twitch. Nerddux, N-E-R-D-D-U-X, or Nerd to Know Media on YouTube or Twitch. That's how you're going to go to catch us. Hope to see you in the live chat. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Center, this is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Sparta! All your base are belong to us. It's a drop 9,000! That's the last Leave Benny alone! Leroy Dragons! The balls are inert. And now it begins. And we're live, guys, here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Uh, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. Of course, this is Nerd to Know Basis on nerdtoknowmedia.com. And we have a special guest, Winnie the Pooh. So can you explain to us what we, what we have Winnie the Pooh here? Because he was within reach and I thought it would be funny. I have nothing <laughs> cleverer to add to that. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> and also, just, just I'm trying to upstage uh, the certain appearances of certain people. Of course, I'm talking about you, Dara. Your hair's great today. Thank you. You know, you're the second person that said it to me this week, which is crazy. We were shooting a video on Sunday, and my bass, my bass player is like, "Your hair looks great." I'm like, "Thanks." And it's just like I washed it. Um, yeah, so that was weird. But uh, thank you very much. But no, of course. Uh, how's everybody doing this week, guys? It's been, it, you know, it, we're, we're it looks like we're getting, you know, with the schools reopening. I'm getting worried. I'm getting scared. Um, oh, so I, I, me, Kev, and Lisa, who sadly neither of them could be here due to being wrecked from back to schools. I've been riding that worry train for like six weeks now. I am tired of worrying about it. Like, you know, uh, honestly, like, I mean, I'm going to, I teach drama and I've no idea if I'm going back to a job in two weeks. It's all super chaotic and non nerdy. I don't know. It just seems like the worst idea ever. Like, it's like, okay, go for it, guys, you know? But sure, look, it is what it is. And who knows? We might have a, a lockdown two electric boogaloo very soon. <laughs> lockdown, <laughs> two, lockdown two beyond Thunderdome. Uh, oh, here everything is dome related. What's going on? <laughs> but before we get to that, Katie, you wanted to bring up something that we that we need to talk about because once we start talking about domes and all that stuff, <laughs> it's just it's just there's no idea. There's too many ways we can go with it. So exactly. So we just need to get to it early. Go for it. Well, I mean, it kind of ties into the whole dome bubble lockdown thing because like a couple of weeks ago, basically, like everybody knows that a couple of months ago, I picked up a switch and then I was like, oh, I need to actually like work on myself because I'm lazy and tired and (laughs) hate everything. So I decided that I was going to get fit 
and I decided that you know they're not opening up the gyms and I hate the gym anyway because like everybody's there and either all the girls are like taking selfies and full face of makeup or whatever but so I decided oh, wouldn't that, it be terrible to have a full face of makeup it would it's like <laughs> when you're working out it's like the worst thing because it like runs down your face yeah. and everything I challenge you to go to the gym with your current attire Actually, just to see if anyone would comment on what, it. What my like home lounging wear, loungewear? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, and your, and your. I hope it's a red top. Before you go, <laughs> it's a pair of tights. Uh, before you go on, Katie, I, I did see the. I did. I can. Um, I can actually back that statement up. I never. One of the gym I was in. Not gonna mention any names, but I was working out on that kind of stuff. These two girls show in. Uh, show up from the changing room. They literally sit on one of the machines, take a selfie, and then go off. And you're like. We're here for a second. Yeah, I'm like, what I'm not. Doing? I'm not gonna shame any anyone who's you know going to the gym and working out and doing Absolutely. their best. But these people Absolutely. like take up the machines and like fixing their hair the whole time, and it's like someone else could be using that, and you're just yeah. taking like go home and take selfies. I just, it's just something that I I wouldn't have believed you if I hadn't <laughs> have actually seen it in person. I'm like, no one really does yeah. that. Yeah, they do. They do. But it's like, hilarious. I'm the kind of person who go like would go to the gym, and I actually remember I joined a gym once, and they gave me a personal trainer and everything because I was doing like a monthly debit type thing, and she mm. gave me this hour long workout that took me two hours. Like every single time I went to the gym, it took me two hours to finish this workout because I'm just so unfit. And at the mm. same time, I'm there on the treadmill, and I'm like red face, sweaty, like hair bet back into a ponytail kind of thing and then there's this girl next to me on like the stairmaster thing perfect yeah. makeup perfect hair yeah. and i just making me feel crappy about myself you know so anyway to preamble back into the story that i was gonna tell i decided to pick up the ring fit for the switch okay um and it's actually my absolute favorite thing right now because i'm not fit I'm not, I'm not active. I was never active. I was never like into sports or anything like that. I hate any kind of physical activity. And it's one of these things where because it's a video game and it has a story and it has, you know, you go through the different levels and stuff that it's one of those mm. things where you're distracted enough that you don't actually notice how much you're working out. Yeah. So it's like, it's just so much fun, you know, because you're like doing Pokemon style fights, but you have to do like squats and knee lifts and stuff. And it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. And you can like tailor your workout as well. So if you're like, I want to work on abs today, you can do like all ab workouts and stuff. And it's just so much fun. And what's called That's Ring real. Fit, is it? Yeah, it's called Ring Fit Adventure. Right. Um, so you cool. get this, they give you like a Pilates ring that you you slot one of your joy cons into and then they give you like a leg strap to put the other one in so it's motion mm. control as well so it tells you like if you're doing the exercises right and all that stuff and it's just like anyone That's who's great. who wants to get fit they don't necessarily want to be going outside or if lockdown hits again or anything like that i highly recommend ring fit adventure mm. because it's like i spend more time laughing at it than i do actually working out it's brilliant <laughs> Can I just ask, do you need like a particular controller for this or can you get it straight from the Nintendo shop or how does it work? Um, so No, so you have to buy it. I got mine from Smith's and they send it to you okay. in a box and it has like the, the Pilates ring and the leg strap and the game and everything with it. Like you can't just download it because you need the, the ring. Right, right. That's cool. So like, it's, it's not it, like something where you'd need the... Um... What's that? The uh, the la it's not like you could use like Labo or anything to actually make the ring or anything. You'd actually have to get the proper. 
Yeah, because itself. the way it works is you put the controller, like it has a, a slot it. that you put the controller in, and then it can tell when you're like pushing it and pulling it and yeah. where you're aiming oh, it and okay. everything. It sounds like Perfect. um, it sounds like a more advanced version of Wii Fit, which actually yeah. I do remember using and was actually very good, even though it was primitive. Hell, even um, um, like back in the day, I remember like. I remember getting like crazy fit from playing bo- from playing the boxing game from Wii Sports because I got like I just got seriously into trying to play it properly, right. and the amount of energy you would expo- you would yeah. expend trying to win fights, especially if you're trying to go for quick knockouts, was incredible in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know um, someone who did the same thing with the PS3 UFC game. I think I had oh, a yeah? full yeah, I had a full um a full workout regime that you could do. And he got like, he got an incredible shape actually just from doing that every day. I was like, well, fair yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think well, I, when I first got it, I was very, very ambitious and I did it like every single day and then I burned out. And mm. now I do it about three or four times a week, depending on how much energy I have. But it's actually really, really good because the game will measure like how long you've been working out and then tell you when it tells you when it thinks you should stop. And how long would you, how long how long would your workouts be? Would they be a full hour or would it be so, forty minutes? Or something like it depends because, like, obviously for me having very little energy anyway, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. But the way the game works is it only actually measures the amount of time that you're active. So right. like you you could be playing the game for an hour, but you might only be like doing active exercises for about twenty minutes. Which is what they say you should be doing anyway. Yeah, yeah. you know, twenty to forty minutes. So yeah, that that sounds great actually, and it's like. I know for myself uh, on lockdown, I've been doing HITT workouts um, mm-hmm. on a, pl- a platform called Udemy, which I'd recommend. And they've gamified that as well, where you do that for like 20 to half an hour. But again, like seven days, no one's going to do that because you burn yourself out. But doing it a four day kind of thing is you know, probably the best mm-hmm. way to do it. But I think for us um, and even younger than us again, I think gamifying everything is the way you get people to stick with it, right? Yeah, well, it's definitely how you trick me into being more active. Could I I ask, though, if you were hypothetically in a house with like six adults and a dog and a baby, how humiliating is this game to play in a public space? Well, working out anywhere is going to be humiliating. humiliating. Yeah, there's no, like, like, honestly, Keen, there's no way to get around the fact that you're going to be a sweaty mess. Yeah, like, I I, I live with. I live with like four other adults and two dogs and like I have the luxury that my room is just big enough that there's a little area for me to be able to work mm. out in so that I don't mm. have to be around everyone. But yeah, it's like working out anywhere. It's like this is part of why I don't go to the gym because it's just yeah. like the most demeaning experience. Yeah. But, see, but like, I, you know, I, when I, you get super fitness, it's kind mm. of worth it. Once like I went through, in, once I went in there. One second. Uh, good point. It's why I'm glad no, I, nobody I know goes to my gym. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> fair. No. Sorry, bring go for it. Like, I went through a phase where I was like very, very into yoga, and Kian, I can tell you, like, if you if you're worried about if you're worried about being embarrassed. You know, gas is going to come out when you do proper stretches. Oh, I've, I've been oh, doing yeah, yoga yeah. every morning and evening, but yoga I can do discreetly, like on my phone or like away in a room or something. But like with the switch, you need the TV. Like, you know, so you're going to be in a kind of a public spectacle area if you're going to be doing your boxing and that kind of stuff. See, the, like the that's, trick is, the that's trick my is, obstacle. Like The trick is to fill somebody into doing a widget at home. Yeah. And then it's I could do that. 
you know, that's embarrassing. Yeah, because you, you could pick up just like another regular Pilates ring and have yep. somebody next to you doing the same exercises. And there you go. The okay, screen, all the right, screen, can talk into it. The screen is a distant dream now. Oh, nice makey, <laughs> ma- nice makeup, by the way, Katie. What's the what? Word? What makeup? <laughs> it's your eyebrows, right? It's just your eyebrows. Yeah, I did, well, I did my eyebrows today, yeah. See, unfortunately, Katie did a workout right before recording, so her eyes and her arms are just a little <laughs> bit red. Just a little bit red, that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, look, and, and, and how much is it? Uh, is it, like, full price, or is it... Yeah, like- I paid about 80 quid for it, but honestly, like, the amount of times that I've used it, it's paid for itself already. See, it does really sound like an advanced version of Wii Fit, you know, where, you know, you bought the board and stuff with it. And yeah. to be fair, peripherals kind of suck, but when it's something that's that integral um, and that, I suppose, useful, it's it's worth it, you know. it's. But again, you know, this guy I knew, he had, he, he had the whole setup for the PS3 VR thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a bit... A bit much, but and we had like the walk and track pad and everything. I had everything and was like, man, like just go fight someone, like you know, just go outside for a bit, you know. But like this was pre-locked, this like ten years ago, so it's like, all right, man, you know, whatever. I was about um, to say it's hard to fight someone with social distancing. You could yeah, do well, it. It's, it's kind of just to fight now. That's what, that's what jousting is for. Or oh, you uh, beat me fencing. to it. Bring back jousting. <laughs> Bring back jousting. Well, that's probably but why the, they had. But the horses have to stop at two meters too. Well, that's probably why they had it because there were plagues all over the the Middle Ages, you know. So yeah, I want to hit you, but from far away. From far away. <laughs> I don't think health and safety was a big thing back then. We'd be surprised, to be fair. Like, it depends where you were and who you were. If you well, were yeah, like, like the king, sure. Yeah. But, like, but, like, plagues were rampant, but people didn't necessarily want to catch it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it, you know that's why, the, like, actually, the best story I heard is during the Black Death, the Pope would sit in between two fires, and that's how he didn't get it. He just sat in between two fires for, like, a couple of years. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's one way of doing it, I suppose. You know? just well, that's why the they call him Two so, Fires Johnny. That's it. <laughs> Two sheds, um, Jackson. <laughs> Lights up his um, Pope hat for extra effects. Yeah, didn't have the Pope hat. I mean, you've got a good few minutes before it reaches your head. But this is before they had the Pope hat. This is when they were just kings and warlords. So, mm. you know. Maybe that's how it got invented. The Triple Tiara? Um, I will look that up. I will look that up. Uh, that's homework should, for everyone on I the should, screen. I should know this, actually, you know, but I just don't. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> Fitness is good. That that's yeah. the takeaway. Yeah. Fitness, fit. yeah. <laughs> fitness is good. Fitness yeah. is great. We surrender our will as of as the of stage. The Just because we're you know antisocial nerds doesn't mean we shouldn't be fit. Fair. Yeah. And look, and I will say, you know, if anyone does want to try out like a cheaper version of a Udemy, it is a really good way of finding mm. courses for everything, really. And um, you can get workouts there. But and then you just get a yoga mat, and you're good to go. Now you don't talk about embarrassing. Thank. God, nobody is in the room that I'm in when I'm working out because not good, not good. But um, yeah. yeah, there's nothing more humbling than like doing some stretches or yoga, like Brin said, or whatever, and then accidentally clocking yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's what, what's worse. Cover the mirrors, no. cover them. <laughs> what's worse is right when when it's like, oh, three sets is fine. I can do three sets, and then by the second thing, like, oh my god, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not or fun. even even. Uh, 
if you're like if you're going oh i can do the i can do the most intense do the highest level intensity of this and then halfway through the first set of the first exercise you're like uh, no i can't <laughs> i have my um, ring fit set to the absolute lowest difficulty and every time i sign in the little dude because you get like a little you know like the we fit yoga girl or whatever you get a little dude and he's like hey what do you say we crack up the intensity and i am like no <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we say you go away <laughs> it's, like, it's like clippy from the <laughs> from microsoft, yeah. microsoft it's like go away clippy nobody likes it <laughs> i have my own sort of uh switch workout regiment which is i bought Cuphead over the weekend along with the goose oh, game dear. because oh, Kev recommended it so highly and Prim has discovered how to jump off the couch oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the game is to try and play it and then stop her from killing herself yeah and <laughs> just do that until she falls asleep is, isn't that playing every video game with a child Cuphead is particularly nasty because like it's just so difficult the goose game mm. you can pop down is generally forgiving yeah. but with Cuphead like some cool 1930s airplane is going to knock you out of the sky or something like that the second she decides to eat dirt from a potted plant <laughs> or play Superman <laughs> oh yeah, yeah she does that <laughs> <laughs> oh, well you know that works too that works too but um, speaking of like domes and everything right so I've I've, I've not and, and living inside and all that kind of stuff. I'm not what a segue. Well, I, I do I do the best with what I'm given, uh, and it's like right. Everything now just seems to be dome related. Where it's like dome this, dome this, pod that, pod this. It's like that's kind of weird. But so I know I know it's the first with WWE on uh, the yeah. Thunderdome, which that they have what they brought in, and then literally like a couple of days later we hey. had the oh, worst ever. Come on. <laughs> uh, we noticed on. the fandom, right? Yeah. So this was the big Comic Con thing that they had, right? Um, so what do you guys think? Because this was bigger than a lot of things that we've had this summer. Like it was the only real thing to talk about. On this show, we haven't really had a chance to talk about anything else, but you know There's a reason happened. we talk about Simpsons. Exactly. So this was the first big news story, and it kind of came all at once. So we yeah. had everything all at once. So I don't even know where we can start with this because we have Batman, we have Black Adam, we have Flash News, we have Flash Point News, we have Shazam, Suicide Squad, everything. So hey. Who wants to take the lead on this? Um, will we start with? Um, will we start? Okay, let's start with uh, the with the with the Batman film and the okay. trailer came out for Matt Reeves the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves directing the Batman, Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne and um, Batman. And I like, I really like the trailer. Um, I like that it seems to be a much more director, uh, detective orientated story for Batman, which is um, nice because it tends to a lot of the a lot of the films tend to go in the direction of him being more of a or have tended to go in him being more of a fighter. And him yeah. being more combat oriented, so it'd be nice to get a, a deviation on that for a little bit. Um, I do. I um. I I'm not entirely keen on the idea of having what seems to be an emo mid twenties Bruce Wayne. Um, right. Well, see, I don't Spider-Man think Spider Three. We're looking at you. See, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think he's emo. So this is supposed to be like you're on phone, right? Yeah, I, I think it's in and around. 
But like the thing that they show is kind of unfair because they show him when he's <laughs> taken off his is is yeah. Kel, right? Well, you see, I don't have a problem with that because it's, I've always wanted to see Batman have like eye makeup, eye makeup, eye makeup yeah, because that's like, the that's the only way that he's actually able to do it, you know. So that I'm fair. So when I saw that, I'm like, okay. well, yeah, it makes sense. Like that's the way you'd look after yeah. punching loads of lads. Yeah, you know, it's like, so what 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 exactly makes it emo for you? The hair. I, it's the hair. Oh, yeah. really? It's the hair. It's just the hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a choice. I'll give, I will give you that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I, like I'm not again like I'm sure we're, like it's one of those things where w- when the film comes out, I'm hoping that like there's oh, a I genuine. Hello to the damn child. Hey, Brim. Hey, Brim. <laughs> Say hello. <laughs> Hi, Brim. It's the sharp turn for Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're your best friend, Katie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Alright, I'll find you a toy play. Do you want your Spanish machine? Sorry, Bryn, please yeah. go on. No I, worries. I, I want to say I didn't mean to interrupt, but then again, I am pointing the camera this way. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Um, so, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, I have things I'm concerned about, but I'm more than happy to reserve judgment. It's kind of nice to see Batman say, uh, uh, answer, uh, answer the question of who are you with another part of the classic line. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just going straight to I am Batman. It's not like, I, I'll be really happy if it actually does have the full thing of I am the vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman. But, I mean, probably will. They only shot like 20 minutes, 20 percent of this movie, so yeah, you know, we don't really know what was filmed and what wasn't. Like, they seem yeah. to they seem to have enough to definitely have the tone down anyway. Yeah, well, and I like, mean, I, Matt I, Reeves, for- he managed to make Planet of the Apes work, and that's a much harder sell than Batman. Yeah, those Planet of the Apes movies are are so good, too. Yeah, really, Absolutely. really good. Absolutely. Um, also, I love like I, I can't get over Colin Farrell as. The, the penguin, penguin yeah he doesn't even look like Colin Farrell yeah is that who he was I was trying yeah. to spot him and I just couldn't pick him out no like even even when you see pictures of him it doesn't look like him at all like because no. he's under Google this now. he's done under such heavy prosthetics as well that like, it's very easy to miss you know yeah. but it looks like the looks like the Riddler is going to be the main big yeah. bad in this one yeah. um oh, and yeah. the we haven't done him in ages but you haven't done him like this either where he's actually like a serial killer yeah you know is so. like seriously Colin Farrell yeah yes. Wow. Yeah. It's no so fair play. I don't know, like, like I, I, I look, I'm I'm willing it, to give this one a strong chance. Um yeah. it's it we promise. Definitely. Yeah, like we haven't had a detective Batman like the only bit of detective Batman we had was that like small scene in The Dark Knight where he's trying to there find a, a gun. That was, there was about it. There was a little bit of it in um, Keen did it too actually as well. There was a little bit of it in Batman Returns. There was a little yeah. bit of it in um there was a little bit of it in the batman begins and the dark knight and then there was a bit of a stretch in in batman versus superman and mm. then that's about it about it like what? it's never really been like a, it's never really been like a major portion of a batman story in a film it's always been like a a thing that's in the background of what's happening you know? It's done really well in the Telltale Batman games. There's some proper yeah. like forensic investigation and, and all that kind of And it's done really well in everything else because he is supposed to be a detective. That's yeah. like his 
his yeah. thing, you know. That's like the main. That's supposed to be like the main focus of the character. Yeah. And other than like other than being, uh, you know, he kind of became a ninja, almost by, you know, accident. But uh, you know, he was supposed to be a detective. That's what DC means, detective comics. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah but, I don't know. I look. I, I'd say it's still too early to say to kind of freak out about it and say how good it is. It definitely has some good meme moments in it. I, I think <laughs> Robert Pattinson will be serviceable as Batman. I just, I wish, wish he was a little bit bigger. But then again, it's year two, so he probably hasn't really got that experience yet to take a good punch yet. Like, I mean, so, I'm, I kind of look at it in the same sense that I that I look at the. Do you remember like the the animated series, the Batman that came yeah. out in like the mid two thousands? I think. Yeah. Like it's if he's playing that kind of era Batman, where he, I think that one started where he was like three years into the job. Yeah. So we're talking same kind of timeline. He was a lot more scrawny, a lot more athletic looking. Yeah, because he's he's not Ben Affleck yet. Yeah, basically. No. So like Ben Affleck's know. supposed to be there for like what fifteen years probably That's at that a, point. Yeah, ten, fifteen year veteran. And, and he's just so. like he's he's built like a brick shit house, which makes yeah. sense. So it's uh, just like yeah, you know. Affleck. Uh, so happy, <laughs> man. So happy you brought that up. So mm. in, in in the in the Flash movie, we've now confirmation that not only Ben Affleck is back in the, in the Justice League mini series which is going to be a great actually mm-hmm. trailer for that came out we'll talk about it in a second but also Michael Keaton's going to come back and they're both going to be basically playing Batman at yes. different points in the movie yeah oh yeah, my god so good. many gravely voices of all the Batmans oh yeah. man it's, it's going to be good it's going to be really good I think like this Flash movie I had no interest until mm. they started doing something unique with it and it seems like it's going to save the whole, the whole we'll thing see. The problem with the Flash as well is that he has never been a strong enough character to carry any kind of story on his own. Like he needs the Justice League, he needs Batman. Yeah, like I mean, the, the Flash is like is always like a good character, but I think I think outside of specific stories, he's always he's always been one of those characters that's better as a supporting character rather than a principal character. Um, because like. It, it, it's just one of those things where, especially because I think I think that like when you look at like his enemies, they're not the most like outside of like outside of maybe Grodd or Reverse Flash, they're not the most like inspiring set of, of villains. But like Reverse yeah. Flash wouldn't necessarily be totally inspiring either. It's like oh, no, we took but- the good guy and we like flipped him. <laughs> yeah, but th- that speaks to the how poor <laughs> the rest of the rogues are that we're saying that he's one of the stronger <laughs> he's one of the top tier like <laughs> yeah absolutely for his villains absolutely but again like i mean what what writers have done with reverse flash has also made him into a stronger character as well because like obviously people point to flashpoint but there's been plenty of stories with mm-hmm. uh, uh with uh eobard thon that have made him into a much more interesting and at least like thought evoking uh, villain because again it is a guy from the future who doesn't who is a genuinely genuinely supremely intelligent person and it does uh, it just adds an extra level uh, layer to the uh, to the character with how he's been presented um, like I, I again as, a, as you were saying though he, he like Barry Allen as a principal character is not the greatest and that can all you have to do is just look at what happened with the CW show with them and you get an idea of what of what happens when people try to make them into a into the principal character. Well, you can do it. You can do it if it serves a purpose. And I think the Flashpoint movie now actually serves a purpose beyond just "Hey, this is a Flash movie." Like, <laughs> King, what do, what do you think about the whole Flash situation? Do you think it's do you like him as a character, or are you just not interested? 
What's that? <laughs> Flash. Like, do you think he's a, a good character? Or do you think he's strong enough to hold a movie? Or are you happy? I, that I was. I was never really a DC person, unfortunately. Right. So I don't really know the ins and outs. Uh, well, my answer okay, is well, that. Well, this is perfect because, like, you'd be the control. You'd kind of be like the yeah. average person, right? So. Watching a Flash movie, it's safe to say you probably wouldn't really want to do that. But would you be more willing to watch it now that you know that it's going to be two Batman, two Batman, I suppose, in it, and also it's going to set up the whole future of this franchise? Well, actually, I think because I haven't been a fan of DC's trajectory, but what it really lacks at the moment is a likable character to kind of anchor the universe, like you know, like a. Uh, like a Tony Stark or a Spider-Man or something like that. So on that merit, I really liked his performance as Flash. Right. And I could see him helming a sort of wide-eyed, innocent-type movie that would sort of pivot into the next generation of films or series of films. So yeah, I'd be game for it. And he seems to love the character. And oh, I'll, always, I'll, I'll always give an enthusiastic actor in a lead role a chance. That's like, fair. you know, it, if that that's makes fair. sense, totally like. I, I think that's what's going to happen. Like, so we've had that and we know that's what's the, how they're going to shape up the, the rest of the universe going forward. We also had an announcement that there, there's a new lead actress for Batwoman season two, which, yikes. Um, that's yeah, well, I mean, that's, not, that's not a great <laughs> sign. No, that's not a good yeah, sign. Yeah, me and Stevie tried to watch it and we only got seven minutes in the, into the first episode. I mean, maybe we're just too sensitive, but. I found it incredibly cringy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> From what yeah. I've seen, it's it's extremely cringy. It, yeah. it, it's a real shame because I think Cassandra Cain's a really interesting character. Mm. And yeah, she is. I just, I, I, I really, I really hate. Like, I, I, again, I did make it that far in and I was just like, oh, I hate this. I hate, I hate this. Here. No, I, I, I saw the trailer and I looked at it and I went, Ruby Rose? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair. This that's is fair. the actor, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. Actress, yeah. What's why? Yeah. What's wrong with the actor? Like, I just, I just like there's something about their face. Mm. <laughs> I just See, can't it, look at them. Well, it's, it's kind of like what I have with Mister Punchface, who was in the Star Wars game. Stevie, you love it. We're talking oh, about yeah. that woman, the TV show. But like, because even I've been rewatching because I never finished it, but I've been rewatching Orange Is the New Black lately. Oh shit. They come into it in season three. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't. Like, every time they come on the screen, I just want to hurt somebody. (laughs) So I'm past the point now where they go away. So I'm happy. It's so bizarre hearing someone with kind of Harley Quinnish features complaining about Batwoman. Yeah. (laughs) Not Batwoman. Not Batwoman. The actor portraying Batwoman. Uh, Okay, okay. Yeah. So, look. This series is on live sport anyway. I think change an act, change an actor is like, oh, okay, well, it's it's band aid on. It's a band aid on a, a gunshot. Uh, yeah, basically, yeah, it's, like, it's like good luck, good luck. But guys. I I think that was one of the. Th- I don't know for a fact, but I think that was one of the things that kind of put people off was when they announced Ruby Rose. Everyone went, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. See, I I didn't have a problem with the seven and a half minutes we now I mean, we made it to the first ad break, <laughs> but um, <laughs> there was just something about the presentation because maybe Katie, you can possibly tap into this better than I can with my man brain, but uh, it was clearly trying to be like a cool, groundbreaking feminist icon. Women can do the things men do. She's in the army, 
But it also started with the first scene was her swimming in her underwear. And then blonde haired, and then like there's a lesbian kiss, and then there's like, oh, the Bruce Wayne's gone missing, and like you're connected, and all this kind of, and it's like, is this being written for men or women to appeal to men or women? I'm so lost. I think the problem (laughs) is, and again, I haven't watched the show; I've only seen the trailer. But generally speaking, I think the problem is with these kind of things because, like. Okay, I don't want to use this word, but the world is becoming so woke. As Mm. in, like, people are becoming more in tune with, you know, human rights issues, feminist issues, all this kind of stuff. That a lot of the time, like, companies and and writers and, and shows and everything, they want to get in on that to show that they're, like, with it and we support you and everything and it's Mm. great. But usually it's written by the same people who were writing the discriminatory stuff before. So now they have to kind of wrap their heads around this new stuff. And I think with Batwoman, a huge part of the feminist selling point was the fact that she's a lesbian. And so they were like, we have to put as much of this in it as possible to show people that we're with it and we're with the LGBT and we're feminists and it's all good. It's like, hello, fellow lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. It's called called performative allyship. Yeah. So they they show that they're being an ally because they want a good response. Yeah, but right. it's it's like back in the nineties where like shows would literally go, oh, but you need you need to have a black actor in it. Yeah. Why do we need to have black yeah. actor? Yeah, in like the, show? the token because it black makes sense. Compl- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was, yeah. and that's the character token. And I have like the mm-hmm. best uh, takedown of that trope is in not another teen movie, which everyone should watch. Uh, yeah, that's uh, great. All this. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, look, so. That's that train wreck out of the way. And, um, <laughs> we did we'll never it. speak of it again. We'll never speak of that again until the show's cancelled, which will probably yeah. happen sooner rather sure. than later. <laughs> um, go rip. But um, okay, Wonder Woman is coming out soon. It's gonna yeah. be fun. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Suicide Squad. The good one. That's what they should call it. Like the good one. Suicide Squad. In parentheses, the good one. Is that so? Like this is the film. Is the film? Yeah, this is the film. So the film and the game was announced. The film is coming out in twenty twenty one. Directed, directed by James Gunn, and it's a soft reboot. And this one has so many characters in it. Um, Have you, uh, Katie, specifically? Have you seen who's in this? No, but to be honest, I was kind of put off with that. Like, I I think I watched the first 20 minutes okay. of the first Suicide Squad and I was right. like, I'm out, I'm done. No, no, no. Listen, don't. It's not that. I, I'm going to win you back with one phrase. Fearbug okay. is in it. Who? Fearbug is in it. The German Fearbug. guy. Fear, f- Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Yeah. Peter Capaldi's yeah. in it with screws in his head. Are you yes. telling me Flulaborg is in the new Suicide Squad? Yes, he has a character in it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm right. In. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, yeah. so on top of that, Peter Capaldi's in it. John Cena's in it. John it's, Cena? Yeah, man, they the, call John Cena? Is yeah, in well, it? And you can see him this time. Is he playing um, the Invisible Man? I don't, I don't believe him. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, when I saw this reveal, for, I thought people were taking the piss. I'm like, oh, no. They literally have everyone in it. The, the cast is massive. So it's going to be oh fun. Oh, my God. John Cena's Peacemaker. Right? Oh, that's class. Right? Peter Capaldi's the thinker. I yeah. am so in. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna it's going to be unreal. It's, 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 it's going to be unreal. Now, um, here's the bittersweet hook, though. If there's like 20 odd of them, that means they're actually going to do the Suicide Squad premise, which means most of them are going to die. So uh, Flula Borg is Javelin. Yep. Ooh. 
Because, I mean, I mean, sure, Bryn and Dara, I suspect you know this already, but the original hook of Suicide Squad as a series is you had this team of B-list or new characters, and yep. one of them died every week. And yeah. you had to find to keep buying it to yeah. find out which one made it, you know. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. see, I think I think that adds kind of stakes to it because you don't had no stakes. It just happened, like it just was there. Yeah. You know, I I'll never forget. Slipknot, the man who can climb everything. I'll never forget going to see that movie and then remember liking it and when I watched it. And then when I thought about it, I got progressively more and more upset. I, I, I remember, I remember seeing, I remember when that happened. happened. I, remember, I remember we watched it roughly at the same time, and I went, "Oh, uh, I was like, oh, what do you think? Oh, I like it, and I liked it a lot." And I went, "Did you think about what happened in that yeah. film?" And then you went, "No, why?" And then I just went, "Did you think for a second about why Amanda Waller was near Enchantress?" when there's no reason for Amanda Waller to be anywhere near a disaster zone. This is all noise to me. I've never made it past the bit where Katana hops on the plane. Twice I've sat down and made it exactly 47 minutes in or whenever. You know what we need to do then? Post-lockdown or like whenever we get out of here, we need to have like a nerd to know screening of <laughs> Suicide Squad and we all sit and watch it because I haven't made it any further than yeah, 20 that, minutes into that movie. Oh, but wow. We need to be cocktails. To- Yes. yes, the Hardy oh, Quinn solo movie oh, is good though. Oh, Birds on. of Prey is great. Absolutely, uh, I will have to find the. I'll have to find a drinking game if we're going to drink cocktails. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember say, just pointing. Every out time they say we're the bad guys, basically. Yeah. Now, every like, time they, every time they introduce a character. Yeah. Every uh, time <laughs> there's like a weird, super colorful edit that doesn't belong there because the trailer house did it. Yeah, unbelievable. Every time you think Cara Delevingne requested being in the film, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't she do like dancing or something? Yes, Uh, months and months chimed in there saying that's uh, that sounds awesome. To be honest, it's like yeah, okay, we'll we'll do that. We can do that. We'll do that. 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 Live stream. Yeah. Well, it depends. If if we get pointing out that one bit and then you just went oh yeah and then you just started cascading into different things that didn't yeah. make sense see that's the problem it's a movie where you watch it and you're like oh it's great and then you're like you think about it and you're like oh no and you yeah. see I wouldn't even or if you're not thinking about it <laughs> yeah. oh yeah like seriously I went to go see it on a midnight screening um and I was like you know I, I was like fine grand it's only when you sit down and actually think about it does it make you upset. So yeah. I, I think it's a low bar for this yeah. new movie, really, this to kind was, of get past. This was like, yeah. Leave that was your brain also like at very, the door. Literally, See, that was like, Suicide Squad to me has this weird rise of Skywalker factor where we're always going to wonder what it was supposed to be originally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, they had to change a lot because of how well uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did. And they wanted yeah. to respond. And, to and that. now apparently, what they did is they just got the director of Guardians of the Galaxy to let make a movie. Like, didn't they have to reshoot half of the movie to put Batman in it and stuff because there was like no action in it originally? The, the, well, they had hmm. to reshoot a lot of it as well to adjust the tone because it was yeah. going to be a lot bleaker initially. Um, but, yeah, I mean, watching the first trailer and the second trailer is like a shocking display like yeah. because it's like a really grim grey and then it's suddenly Guardians of the Galaxy jokey jokey Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody well here's a most of what chimed in for me Suicide Squad is the definition of a great idea poorly executed mm-hmm. fair. yeah that's, that's fair. Fair. Fair, that's fair very fair guys one thing that I am excited about from this is Black Adam do you guys know who Black Adam is? yes no Black I've heard Adam, the name Black Adam is like evil Shazam but not really He's like one of the first, he's like the, the hero who was given the Shazam powers beforehand. And he's an Egyptian king, basically. Black Adam is 
awesome. I love Black Adam. He's like my, one of my favorite characters, right? He's also my main in Injustice. Um, mm. And yeah, man, like I love Shazam as a movie in general. So I'm so excited that Black Adam is coming and he's played by The Rock. Yeah. That actually so, happened. I heard rock. rumors of that and I the thought rock. that that was yeah, like... Yeah. It's finally coming through yeah. now, which is okay, after years of hearing about it. Because like, that was announced before... That casting was oh, announced years. before... Like, it was eight, eight announced eight before years Shazam ago. even shot. Like, Dude, it was announced about eight years ago. Yeah, I feel like that was announced before Wonder Woman was announced. It yeah, was, yeah, it, it was. was. But here's the thing: I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. But they, the, the Rock actually narrates a bunch of um, like animations. Yeah, and the it's you get such a you get I got chills because I'm like, oh wow, this this is everything I want in a mm-hmm. movie. You know, like DC have literally just reset. And they're just going like, to smash Marvel's face in because it's like, you guys are finally understand what's going on. But welcome to, be welcome fair, to the party. To be mm-hmm. fair, Marvel left that gate wide open wide after open. Endgame. Oh, I, think, I think that was wise, though, because like you're not going to top Endgame. It's no. an event. Give people time to like rewatch but, like, it a thousand times and apart, look forward to the next. Yeah, you go, from sorry. the last scene in that movie, even Endgame couldn't top Endgame. Yeah, like they they had to start the whole movie on the premise of we're gonna time travel, which is a yeah. cop out. See, I, I think I think Marvel have have reached that kind of point now where they've kind of played the best that they had, mm-hmm. and they will kind of come back around with event with X Men and stuff like that. They need to regroup. Yeah, they need to regroup, and that's and and now like. To be fair, DC, I had to do the same thing, but they're coming from a losing background. And now they're like, oh, this is how we do it. The multiverse. And Marvel have also figured it out too. We're going, hey, if we just have this, it'll be grand. Interesting thing, Doctor Strange 2 is apparently going to have, they're trying to get cameos from pre-Disney Marvel movies. So like random cameos from old X-Men, random cameos from... Well, Sam Raimi's directing, so he has Toby Ward's phone number. Yeah, so I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> if that happens. He's got him on speed dial. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> Aquaman 2 has been announced, so that's fun. Here's one Here's one that isn't fun. And uh, allow me to... Uh, allow me, indulge me, right? So I love the New Gods, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys probably don't know what the New Gods are, but that's okay. Uh, Apocalypse is a new god, right? Uh, like the big bad. He is, and basically it's a Jack Kirby series. It was written when Marvel wouldn't let Jack Kirby write Thor anymore. So he went off and made up his own mythology. Oh, I remember these guys. Yeah. yeah. Did Neil Gaiman take over writing them for a while? He wrote them for yeah. a while, yeah. The new, the new gods are amazing. And it's the whole fourth world saga, right? Very cosmic, all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like what the Immortals are doing. But I'm very, very concerned. Like the director of the Wrinkle in Time is directing it. And I'm like, uh, you know, so I, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, you know, you should probably should have got Neil Gaiman in on there, but you know, go for it, Wrinkle in Time director. Give it a chance. I, I will give it a chance. I'm, I'm not hating on it. That's why I'm just saying good luck because, you know, Jack Kirby stuff is kind of hard to put the screen. Well, like, they have got someone with like a vision. Like, I mean, I haven't seen all of Wrinkle of Time, but like someone with a visual flair for that is probably a good place to start. Like, my concern is that it's going to be like Mr. Wahiki's uh, train wreck of Thor. And oh I'm like, my oh, God. Yeah. Just get into therapy with this. Yeah. It's becoming our <laughs> you, ha- you actually segment. have to get over it. Like, I like this. Film. <laughs> like, no, I I'm mean, saying, my God, you I'm have just to get saying, over it's it. Like, whenever I see somebody going, oh, I want to do something new with the material. I'm like, no, you don't. It's there. It's fine. 
Jack Kirby's great. Leave him alone. You but know? Like, anyway. The whole Thor thing. Okay, yeah. Maybe it wasn't the best. I personally liked it and I thought Korg was amazing. Korg was oh, amazing. Yeah. Korg. Like, I, I loved finding out what, what Taika based his uh, Korg's voice on, which was just a Polynesian uh, bouncer yeah. that he met once. Yeah, and that was great. Just all right, the, that's drinks there, folks. Better leave. <laughs> I just, I yeah. just want to say, I, I'm, I'm not actively hating on it. It's just that's where my concern. Yeah, I get the, you know, uh, Lost in Space, Danger, Will Robinson vibes <laughs> off your woman, and I'm like, all right, we gotta uh, watch out for this. So yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, Batgirl is back in development. Josh Whedon is uh, basing this on Gail Simone's famous new Fifty Two run, which, to be fair, is a good run. Um, mm. We'll see what happens. Interesting. Um, Supergirl is on hold. Bill Warren's. The Trench is in development. <laughs> this is a spin-off of Aquaman. So this is based on the very famous uh, bit in the movie and in the comic run where he goes into the trench and fights everybody. Apparently, it's like a proper horror movie. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, James Wan is attached to the project, but it's not actually... That's a good start. Yeah, well, definitely. The Green Lantern's corpse is back in development. So... That's all we know so well, far. Well, if you're going to do multiverse, they are kind of the shield of the multiverse, aren't they? Definitely. Hal Jordan is expected to come back, and the, but also they're, they're, they want to kind of pull it away towards Jon Stewart. So, you know, we'll have more of a Justice League animated series version of Green Lantern rather than Hal Jordan. So that's pretty cool. Well, actually, you could have, because the Green Lanterns, for what I know of them, you could easily have a live action thing, a movie and like an animated show all sitting in the same continuity because. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Aren't they? Exactly. HBO Max has now taken over uh, DC streaming service. So rip and that, was, that was in the pipeline for a while. Yep. Uh, uh, Nightwing status unknown. Lobo status unknown. Cyborg status unknown. Justice League 2 not happened. Justice League Dark status unknown. So mm. we're never going to get that movie, which sucks. We're in the dark. <laughs> yeah. J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams has been brought on, though, to develop it. So, you know, maybe. Ugh. He knows um, with the Cloverfield things. He is good at facilitating other talent. So yeah. I wouldn't write I, it off straight away. Like I, I, want, I want him as far away from Swamp Thing as is humanly possible. I want him far away from... That. I want them far away from Hollywood. <laughs> as possible the man killed Star Wars yeah. to the point we'll actually no we'll, we'll hang on to that we'll put that in the pipeline because we won't finish yeah. this Joker 2 <laughs> Joker 2 has been in the pipeline but we don't know guys what do we think does Joker need a sequel or no. do we not want a sequel no it's better, no. better without one yeah, the fan no. service I do like one Batman crossover but I wouldn't yeah like you wouldn't do like it's modeling itself on like King of Comedy and stuff, and those aren't films that merit sequels. Yeah. So but, like it was strong enough on its own and it was well rounded enough on its own that any doing anything else with it would just be pandering and it won't necessarily go well. But yeah, no, like, it won't go well. But the thing about it is they they reportedly put a dump truck full of money, like the Caninero. Yeah. And they're like, here you go. And it's that's just, why it's still happening. <laughs> I just I think that like it it I I think that like you you actually you risk uh, ruining the artistic merit of yeah. of the initial Joker if you do a sequel to it. It's like it it would be like doing a sequel to Raging Bull. Yeah, you know, it, harder. Yeah, like I mean, to be honest, actually, this is what what it's like. So. I, like in my opinion, when it comes, in my opinion, the sequels to Rambo ruin First Blood. 
yeah, completely I, ruined yeah. the point of the of the first of the first uh, film. I'd agree. And I feel like a sequel to Joker will do exactly the same thing. Well, and once the much I'm uh, agrees with you, Bryn, I think Bernard Roy, it's a great standalone movie. Yeah. Having but, said yeah. that, I would say on the Sylvester Stallone thing, I've been watching the Rocky movies with Stevie for the first time ever, mm. and each Rocky film makes it it gets stronger so far and makes and it feel like a link in a chain and escalation. Yeah. So I'm, you the, could the find film, an approach. I'm yeah. just not optimistic they are. The well, Rocky films are an exception that proves the rule. It, as see, far the, as I'm concerned, the Rocky movies as well, as far as I'm aware, were you know, written, starring and directed by Stallone. So it was yeah. his source material. He knew what he wanted to do with it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that, but that, like, you know, the director was the co-writer on Joker, the hangover guy. And he obviously has like a rapport with Joaquin Phoenix. So like, well, look, if, they, I, if they were kept as the creative heads of that series, you could find ways well, to escalate. Well, well, the well, Joker well, hasn't started his journey as the Joker yet. What I would say would be better to do is take Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker and put him somewhere else. If you really want yeah. him to play the Joker, just let him play the Joker. Yeah. But in that world, it doesn't make sense. Because um, I feel funny. like... Give him a holiday. I exactly. feel like as well, if they do another Joker movie, they're going to have to put Batman or someone in it. Yeah. Like they're just going to have to. And then, you know, I don't know, is that going to water it down? It is, I feel like that yeah. would cheapen it, personally. Yeah. I, I agree. I Look, I think, you know, it was a great standalone movie. Again, uh, the best way probably to do it is if you want Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, cool, take him out of there and just say, hey, he's the new Joker. Because at the moment, Jared Leto might not be the Joker. He was never the Joker. Well, he yeah. never was exactly. No, no. He's just some Joker guy. Film, God bless him. Like yeah. the way the way I've always described Jared Leto is that he's like, uh, I don't know how many of you have uh, seen Batman Beyond, but yeah, in to. it there's the, the uh, there's a gang that um, that that epitomizes the Jokers, mm. and it very that that like like uh, uh, in leading that gang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't buy him as the actual well, I mean, joke. If we if we follow the convoluted logic of the DC universe, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker was in the seventies, so yeah. like he is so, like a fanboy. Yeah, basically. Clearly. Yeah, that would be. You know what would be cool though? If as I doubt they're going to do this, don't do a Joker sequel, but have all of the films afterwards reference the fact that the Joaquin Phoenix Joker exists. Yeah, and then bring him in for a big event thing like Thanos with some big crazy plan because that way you get to have your cake and eat it too as far as a standalone film and getting him to mix for that Infinity War money or whatever. I'm going to put it out there. Make the Arkham games into movies. Mm, that well, would be a good take. Well, there is a new Arkham game coming out. Yeah. Um, it's based on Suicide Squad. So, you know, there, it looks like that's still going. Um, I'm kind of surprised to see what King Phoenix signed on. To be honest, he doesn't seem like a sequel. Yeah, I don't think what King Phoenix has ever done a sequel. Actually, well, initially when he signed on for the first Joker in his contract, he said, "I'm only doing one." Yeah, yeah. He was like one, and that's it. And yeah. without so getting into him- any spoilers, the ending of the film kind of leaves it open ended, so that if he never returned to the role, it would still kind of make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I- they probably dumped a huge amount of money on his front. Oh, they, they, they probably showed up with that Christian Bale money from the play <laughs> Spider-Man again. Uh, play Batman again. He just never yeah. did it. So. Christian Bale money is a thing? Yeah. So so t- before they got Baflick in, they apparently just got a big dump truck full of money and drove it over and he still said no. 
So why didn't they go to the guy who played Robin in The Dark Knight Rises? That way you would have had to you could have had your universe that uh, was built in that aesthetic, you know? Well, they yeah, might bring him in for Nightwing. Yeah, they might bring him Levitt, yeah. He was just set up to be the next Batman. Well, look, they might bring him in for that Nightwing movie that's still in development, so we don't Mm. know. But here's some things that are dead. Gotham Gotham Series Sirens. (laughs) Our new weekly segment. Things that are dead. dead. Man of Steel 2. Now, even though Henry Cavill is back as Superman officially, he's not doing Man of Steel 2. Mm. Uh, Superman reboot. That is dead too. So no black Superman, apparently. Um, was that ever a thing, really? Aren't, wait, aren't they, yeah, it was. Uh, aren't they doing Red Sun? You know, they're they're doing Red. They did Red Sun as an anime, as an animated thing, didn't they? Ah, that's they what did, it James. Is. Yeah, they, they did. did. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I know you hate it, Bryn. I, did, I don't it. hate it. I just there's things I really liked from the book that, that I was cool. disappointed weren't in there. But yeah, that's so fair. yeah, they had Michael B. Jordan apparently wanting to play Superman, which is like. Why? Uh, you don't need that. But anyway, no. so yeah, they but, taught that too. So but, I mean, like, let, let's be fair here. If we're, if we're getting Michael B. Jordan attached, I would rather him play a good superhero and not absolutely and not, and not get absolutely. immediately go. Well, the closest thing to Superman we have for a black actor is Steel. Oh and Jesus! Oh I, I'm not God. doing that to him. You know, you know, you know who my, you know you know Michael B. Jordan would be great playing uh, either Green Lantern or um, oh man or Martian Manhunter. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, oh. yeah. I watched that. I can yeah, see like, that. Yeah. Him, him as John Stewart would be pretty right? great. Perfect casting. Pretty but, great. Yeah. And I do that, DC. And it might, it might be. You don't <laughs> know yet. I would want to cast a bit older for for Martian Manhunter, to be honest you with you. You can de-age him. You can age yeah, him. But I mean, I, what I mean by older is I'd want to have someone, like, if, if you had the budget, I would go for Denzel. Oh. Yeah, but like, they're going to cover him yeah. in prosthetics anyway. They, exactly. they are, but if... To, for me, anyway, if it was my film, I'd want to go for someone around Den. Like, I would like to go for someone like Denzel Washington. Hell, even um, Clark Peters from The Wire. I'd love to get his. Um, Ooh, yeah. I, Bryn yeah. talks about me bringing up Star Wars. Bryn, I'll bring us The Wire any chance he gets. This, this is the this first is, time we've ever talked about The Wire of yeah. the year. No, it's not. Here. Yes, it's it not. is. is yes, it? it is. I don't talk okay. about it on the show. That's Sir, the difference. You just talk it to me. Just talk about it to me all the time. Yeah. So, um, all right. I think anyway, I'm where I'm on, the, on the Taika Waititi curve does the wire <laughs> fall? <laughs> anyway, so Waititi curve. <laughs> Jared Leto's movie is dead. Mm. Harry Quinn Joker movie dead. Oh, oh yay. there we go. <laughs> I want to see. No, I want to so. see Harley and Ivy. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Well, that might happen. That might happen. Yeah. So we don't know. Yeah. Like as I said, everybody, everybody loves Harley well, Quinn. So Margot let's go Robbie for a good relationship. As Ezra Miller, as she just loves the character. Like I think she was a producer on Birds of Prey. So I think as long as she's game for it, they're going to keep doing Harley movies. Like you yeah. Know. Well, look, Harley and Ivy. Harley and Ivy. Well, they were. Oh, but they were. They were supposed to do Gotham City Sirens, but that's also dead as well, and that's what that would have but been. But I thought Birds but... of Prey kind of was Gotham City No, Sirens. no. Well, Birds, they didn't do Birds of Prey properly. That was the problem. But Gotham City Sirens literally is your Harley and Ivory, you know, movie. So mm. they, they might swing back around, but we'll have to see. Like, the big things here is the, the DC universe needs to get back on track because it's completely off track and it's hanging on by its thread. That thread you being say that, but the last four films have been 
either critically yeah, or commercially pretty good. But, but that's what I mean. Like they're hanging on by the thread, and those threads are the last four movies. Yeah, yeah, they need but, to like pull themselves back but up. But at the, at the same time, though, like the upswing in terms of quality has very much gone towards them being yeah. good films. Like, oh man, like I, I'm so happy now that the that they're they're actually doing stuff now. And they're like, oh wait, we actually have probably yeah. a deeper well than Marvel. And honestly, you know, um, for, well, I lo- for upcoming films, certainly Absolutely. that is, yeah. I long for a DC movie where they use the new 52 as source material, but they're going to, um, that's what, that's what, uh, Green Lantern is going to be. And that's what, um, super, not super, Batgirl is going to be apparently as well. Super Batgirl. Uh, and also, um, Shazam, Shazam was totally based yeah. on his new 52 retelling. That's why he had the cool hood, which is, mm. you know. Awesome. Right, guys, listen, we have to end it there unless we want to go into overtime because we will get... Um, yeah, we want to go yeah. into overtime. Okay, we want to go into overtime. <laughs> I think we need to go into overtime. Yeah. All right, so we have to end it here for Phoenix 92.5 FM listeners. Guys, we will be back on this stream in the next couple of minutes. Still haven't made ads. We'll eventually get around to it, like Bryn's show. Yeah. Um, co- don't worry, they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> uh, we'll be back after this short break, guys. Um, if you're listening to us on Phoenix 92.5 FM, thank you very much. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Check out the Wrestling Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Welcome to Overtime here on NerdToKnowMedia. And we're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I was make a cup of it's tea funny these guys don't see the ads; they no. just kind of come right back. So yeah, Straight and we're away. back. The shortest ad in, in human history. Uh, so I wanted to, like, in, in the while it was a second for us, it was the time to invest in trading two one two for them or something like that. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, like, I got like those perfect. ads, man. You know, I, I kind of want to get that off or the audio book on us. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want, I kind of want trading two one two or eToro, which is the other one. I'm like, no. yeah, or what, what's that? puzzle game that's on youtube all the time now where like um <laughs> where you have to stop a guy from dying or some shit oh yeah like the mafia one. Yeah. yeah i don't know it's weird see Madness. okay now uh, like other people on the platform i condone the use of ad block you know go for <laughs> it but so i don't see the most of the time to get when i use my tablet or phone i'm like what the hell is this and it's just it's yeah. youtube but bad just relentless yeah it's relentless and, it's and like, like that it's, like, it's like two ads at a time as well which is even worse but um, no, no, you got to keep the ads because then you get the, the benefit of when they say investor trading two one two. You get to yell at the screen and go, "I told you last night, no." <laughs> Do you yeah, know where fair. your stocks are? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, I wanted to talk about the Suicide Squad trailer uh, for video the game. video game. Okay. Um, first and foremost, is I thought like I think the premise for the game is great. Um, I thought the trailer itself was very very strong. I also I'm just a sucker for any trailer for any uh, media that will use Outcast as their soundtrack. Um, it, it always just makes me a bit happy. But the one thing that like I'm just gonna get a bit tired of seeing it now at this point is doing what if Superman's evil? Like I'm I've had it. Like why can't we just have like like why why is it that like we have we can't get past the thing of going? You know, it would be a really interesting thing to do with Superman. Let's just make him bad. 
Like, well, I mean, that's the problem because, like, Superman is less of a character and more of a concept. So the concept of, like, I mean, that's basically what the first five kind of DC films were, wasn't it? It's like, what if the ultimate power was misused? What could you do? There's a movie whereas whereas Spider Man is a character. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's a movie called uh, Brightburn. Yeah, where which, they do that. Where it's just basically what? What if Superman bad? Yeah, and, like mm. it's okay. Um, like it's not, I mean, it's not great. But, but the problem, the problem I have with Brightburn is not so much that like the premise of it is a bad premise. It's just that like that idea of what is Superman's bad has been done by the time it came out was done to death and has been done in so many more interesting ways. Like, oh, the boys, for example, there's the, no the time boys for that. Is the prime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The boys like, just have this done. Like Homelander as a character is fascinating. I love oh Homelander. yeah. Like I love fascinating with a dash of Zap Brannigan thrown yeah. in there for good measure. Absolutely. I, what I if Sam Brannigan was super powered and evil? Like, what I love about Homelander is, is like, he is probably the, one of the most evil characters ever put on screen. Oh, totally, totally, uh, easily. Just, and you're just like, you know, you, and the whole presentation of of the the seven, you're like, wow, it's just, it's fantastic. It kind of has everything. So it's kind of been done, and it was done by this point already i agree with yeah. what brain is saying but it's i mean like even with like the injustice games where it's like really heavily explored uh both in the books and in the and in the game like the idea of like superman going bad of his own volition like there's no mind control involved he doesn't go he did, did he, no hold on there is mind control and he kills his there's, son and Lois Lane. but that was manipulation yeah, but that wasn't his own volition. He was kind of tricked, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm going to go mad now." Okay, well, you can. Okay. Can you guys send me some cliff notes? I'm getting a bit lost here. <laughs> you play Just more smile games. Smile and nod, please. Smile and nod. Oh, that looks great with yeah. the your perfectly normal face, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just need an animated gif of that now. <laughs> Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I agree with Bryn, it looks great, but I'm fearful that it'll have some overused tropes in it. See, that's the problem with this Arkham series. I think the Arkham series has kind of done everything it could do with the Batman. Well, the Arkham series mm-hmm. was designed. I, 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 I've seen the screen here and it's on a delay, and all I can see is Katie's head nodding and smiling. It's so creepy. <laughs> not again, <laughs> not don't again. Don't do it again because it's on a delay. Yeah. <laughs> it's nightmarish. It's, I, 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 think, I think it's like. Uh, again, like I, I'm not too sure what they're doing with the other arc with the Arkham Knights game in terms of what the story is going to be outside of the Court of Owls is going to be in it, which is well, I think the the Knights one it's not it's not an Arkham game, right? It's like Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights, that's what it's called. And yeah. they're but they're, they're like doing totally totally separate. They're like it's not at all an Arkham game. Yeah. I thought it was said in the with Bruce Wayne being dead after Nightfall. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a similar timeline, but it's not Arkham. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, Gotham Knights is is the next one coming up, but look, you know, it, I don't know. I'm I'll be honest with you. I got um, I got the PS4 way after Arkham Knight came out, and mm. I still I still haven't played Arkham Knight, so I'm like, okay, I'm not really in a huge rush to play it, but it's really good. Okay, yeah, the, you get the, to you get to drive the Batmobile. I yeah I I thought that was good. Yeah. Yeah. You get the, you get to drive the Batmobile and totally not kill anyone. Well, for, for yeah. <laughs> oh, can I can I talk about the Batman Begins game for a sec? Yeah. <laughs> the Batman. Uh, did, did you ever play that. this game? I did. Yes. It's yeah. It was basically the Arkham Asylum before there was Arkham Asylum with the full cast of Batman Begins, which is great. 
But I remember the Batmobile vehicle segments. You could just run cars off the road and bash into them and make them explode. And a little thing in the corner would say, no casualties. Yeah. No matter how hard you tried <laughs> to maintain the logic of the universe. Yeah. My favorite thing in, in the Arkham games was always, you know, when you bash the guy's head into like the electricity box and he like mm-hmm. gets zapped. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, Batman totally didn't just kill that guy. Yeah. But you know, there's, like, there's times where like he will straight up destroy a guy's leg and just yeah. leave him in the middle of a street. Yeah. And he's like, he's not, he's supposed to be fine from that. Yeah. He like, like break, <laughs> breaks both his arms and one of his legs and he's like, yeah. all right, see you later. You remember Bye. in the Dark Knight when he broke Eric Roberts' leg and he felt so guilty he nearly retired? Like, hasn't that ship just sailed since then? But the, the, but the setup here on this one, the setup on this one, just to take it back to the game, is that it's evil Superman. And yeah. the, su- the Suicide Squad are going to fight Superman. How are they going to do that? Like, how are they With a mallet. Yeah. Also, like- one, thing that, one thing I found out that you'll enjoy, Dara, is that uh, King Shark is voiced by Samoa Joe. That is cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, that is cool. Yeah, Samoa Joe is Samoa is great. Yeah, um, I won't say a bad word about him, even with even if he does have a robotic arm in a game. But like, <laughs> even if he does try to commit, if I he feel like commit, King if he Shark does keeps, commit murder in the game. <laughs> but King Shark keeps coming up in like comics and like all that kind of stuff. What's well, like that line in Mean Girls? It's like to stop trying to make King Shark happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, hold on, I'm just gonna say it. I think that King, King Shark is very fetch. So. <laughs> King Shark is streets ahead, and if you if you're not on board with that, then you're streets behind. So, um, it's so it's so. I must say, as a relative DC kind of newbie, it's so fascinating to hear you guys talk about it because Marvel. You talk about Marvel, and you're like, oh, remember when Aunt May died, or remember when this happened, and all the big DC things are all kind of what if Superman but evil, what if Gotham but Batman dead. It's yeah. like, it's really weird how they approach it conceptually as opposed to narratively, you know? I can tell you why. I can tell you exactly why. why. Because up until like four years ago, every single Marvel thing happened. Right. <laughs> like it all just happened, right? DC wrote themselves into a corner in the 80s and they're like, oh no. So they decided to nuke their entire continuity many times. But before that, they had all these multiverse things where when writers wrote themselves into a, a corner, they was like, oh, well, we'll just do this. We'll a wizard did it. Well, no, they're like, oh, you know, Batman evil or Batman good or Batman has mm. daughter with Catwoman or whatever. Yeah. And that's how they did it. Well, compared to Marvel, where they're like, oh, no, all this kind of makes sense up until about five years ago. But that's mm. why, you know, but the, the, the DC universe is a lot harder to penetrate because you, you know Batman, you know Superman, you know Wonder Woman, but you don't know the new you don't know new gods you don't know shazam you don't know you know so it's kind of harder but once you get into it it's this real deep lore that they're finding like oh it actually is pretty good and jeff johns is the reason for it like if anyone's listening now and wants to get into comics check out anything jeff johns has ever written in the new 52 and you'll mm. shazam he managed to save shazam he made aquaman cool and aquaman was a not easy not easy definitely not easy um but yeah so that's why because it got rebooted so many times. You know, Crisis, they've had like seven Crises. It's like, lads, get it together. Come on. <laughs> you know? The first two were kind of, all right, fair enough. And then it's just... By your seventh Crisis, it's just a pattern. But basically what happened was, and uh, Grant Morrison actually talks about it in his book, basically, they one series of writers would wipe everything and then the Umphalas 
who were writers then who grew up reading the stuff that was white were like, oh no, we're going to bring that back. And that happened for like 30 years. So. Okay, comics, well, I mean, like. are weird. It's yeah. like, you know, literally, so. Well, it allows you kind of to have like your Dark Knight Returns and your Killing Joke. And Absolutely. the way the way I kind of reconcile it in my head is like, all the DC characters are just like Greek gods. They've done everything, even when it contradicts itself. And they're more like fables than like Marvel, which is very much a big ongoing soap opera where everything happened, you know? Well, that's mm. the way it was up until, you know, yeah. they rebooted the- it and kind of did the same thing now yeah. where, um, you know, you can have these big overacting stories, but they all happen. For example, it's the reason why Gwen Stacy never came back in Spider-Man. Because she was, mm. was she, okay. She did come back before people go, oh, but you came back as a clone. That doesn't count. Gwen Stacy um, in our segment, Things That Are Dead. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. But that's why she stayed dead for so long, because she was dead, you know? They didn't bring her she back. She was dead, dead. Dead, dead. You know? Not comic dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actual, like, poochie dead. But the... <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I because I remember in the 90s when they killed Colossus as their statement to say, oh, no, deaths are permanent. Like, and they made a point because the people coming back from the dead, especially in the X-Men, was just mm. getting out of hand. Yeah. So like now when you kill somebody, they come back like in about three or four months. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like it's a storyline when they die now. Uh, absolutely like wolverine like, case in point like that was yeah. a big storyline or you know when he kills superman or like that but you know it's um that's the difference between marvel and dc and that's why it's kind of it, mm. it, it's taken them to this point where they're like oh yeah look our stuff is really weird so when we get into it it's going to get weird but kind of go with us yeah. marvel, marvel have opened that up where marvel are doing you know they've kind of opened up the way to tell stories in comic books and now dc are like hey we can just go for this and people will watch it why not? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of like what the appeal of Dark of Dark Knight's metal has been. Absolutely, which is like, which is a phenomenal insane. series. Insane, yeah. But it's, it's uh, like it's so crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a it, like uh, the ideas that have come out of it is like incredible. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I mean the the way that like uh, I've always had like the difference between Marvel and DC described has always been um dc writes the heroes you hope for marvel writes the heroes you get that's fair that's a very good way that's that's an interesting interpretation certainly i'm reading the science of supervillains again yeah and like they did they described the kind of dc characters as being like gods yeah and as the kind of marvel ones as being mortals yeah well see that the big the big difference is remember and this comes from stan lee right mm his whole thing was that Marvel were creations of science. Yeah. So they're all anyone could be super. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, whereas it's like, oh, gamma radiation, a spider bite or whatever. And then there was the mutations obviously mm. as well, which is probably from that. He Wait. also really wanted to make characters as relatable as possible. Yeah, that's why the Fantastic Four were a family. They were the kind of breakthrough ones. They, weren't they? The, they were literally a nuclear family. But what, like. <laughs> but what I mean, but what what I mean is, well, the important thing is that DC, they wear like one is literally a god, right? Mm. One is also a god from outer space. Batman is like the peak human. Mm. He yeah. is the ultimate human, right? That's why he's there among gods. He's there and with he's aliens, basically. 
Well, yeah. that's it. He's not a ninja. He has like 26 PhDs. He's ultimate everything. Spider- yeah. Batman yeah. is. He the... doesn't need. He doesn't really need to sleep. No, yeah, but like sleep, when you know? Batman but... is your everyman with all of his tech and money, like that says no, a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, he's not. He's your, never he's, been. He's never he's been your everyman. everyman. He's not. He's your never everyman. been. An that's everyman. the point. That's the point, right? You know, yeah. Everyone and... in DC is yeah. royalty. Oh. Or the peak of something mm. like think about it, King of Atlantis, all that kind of stuff. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no Peter Parker. No, no. one is slumming it, right? It's yeah. like you're not. Yeah. It's not happening, you know. The, in DC, what what I'll also say as well is, despite what Frank Miller would like to write, Batman's not a fascist. Why are we bringing up Frank Miller? <laughs> oh my god, do you bring up the goddamn <laughs> Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Not even bringing up Batman. I mean, like the way he's like the way from the eighties that he's consistently written the character is to write him more and more like a fascist. Well, I think I think a Dark Knight Returns is a very specific context, which is like the old <laughs> weary. So that's fine. When you get into All Star Batman and Robin, where he's yeah. like calling Robin retarded oh, yeah. and like. The- all these and they the way he writes Vicky Vale, and it's just it's it's gross. It's as gross as Homelander. Yeah, it is right. Like that's what Rorschach was a commentary on. Yeah, yeah. Right, where Rorschach literally is a basically a fact. Yeah, and now and now I feel like people like Rorschach not in the way he was intended. Do you know what I mean? Not to get too political, like. But mm. well, that's because we're living in a world that we were warned about, right? Yeah. yeah, that was like, um, but as well as that, I mean, I think, yeah. I think yeah, when it comes, dystopia, so we're yeah. gonna start playing out dystopian like, when yeah. I think when you look at one, um, I think, I think people who like and aspire to Rorschach don't really pay attention to what to his political leanings, they mm. pay attention to you're not Actions. locked, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me, you know. Yeah, like, whatever looks good on a badge, on a bag, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like the the well, like men like, get arrested, dogs get, dog put, get put down. down. Like yeah, I I would I would <laughs> challenge them to actually read the magazines Rorschach reads because they're in Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, yes, supplementary material. I challenge you to read what, that. What what I would say again, you know, the appeal of these characters, right? Rorschach is a man of action, and when he does do that moment where he goes in and absolutely just decimates the pedophile you're like well you got it done you know yeah. and it's just like that's it it's kind of the same when i used to read punish i know i want to i want to stand up for this though because the movie has it super blunt but like the comic has that slight bit of ambiguity because like you're never sure he finds a bit of cloth and there's the dog with the bone and he joins the dots yeah but yeah. the guy he doesn't say anything he just kind of begs for mercy so you never know Mm, I feel fair. like that was put in the comic on purpose. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, like e- even still, it's like you're you're on a boil down these characters to their base, right? And mm. their base is, is appealing to different things. And um Watchmen would take those tropes and there's a really good thesis by um the guy, the comic book guys. Um I can't remember the actual I'll try to find it. It's by uh Murd. He wrote a whole thing on it. I did a whole series on Watchmen, it's fantastic. I will dig it out and I promise I'll leave the links below. Um and um yeah, like it, it goes into the whole thing. But when you're boiling down comics to its base, it has to be something everybody can relate to. And it's a lot easier to relate to those kind of things than overall, as you said, Keen, concepts, right? Like concepts that are very hard to link into. It's a lot easier to like relate to Spider-Man. Because you know his motivations, so that easy to relate to. Even in Watchmen, 
you get why Ozymandias is doing what he's doing because he, you know, he's relatable. You can't, Dr. Manhattan, you can't really because he's not really human. You know, it's that's the difference. I think that's what that was a commentary on. But that's the top two. Is it okay to spoil Watchmen? Is it okay? It's like, I feel weird saying that. A 30-year-old comic? Yeah, like, we for, had but, a great but, yeah. The Watchmen yeah. TV show came out last year and it spoiled the book. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, fair funny. enough, fair enough. Because the hook of the hook of kind of Ozymandias plan is he is the only one who notices that Dr. Manhattan actually has feelings. Yeah. And basically. that's kind of his way into navigating the whole thing. Like yeah. so like it's I don't know, Watchmen to me was always conceived as an attack on the comic book industry in the 80s. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. like, Absolutely. But I mean, so I, ev- everything in Watchmen was a response to either things in contemporary comics are just, um, or just, uh, like, I mean, mm. like Rorschach's, the whole point of what Rorschach was is to point out that, like, hey, if you take Batman to his logical conclusion, this he's not happens. a good guy. No. Like, yeah. You know? And that's it. And that's another thing. And that people... Seem to forget that, and that's when you get Frank Miller writing Batman as a fascist. Which, mm. well, actually, he's the complete opposite. He's more like a you know, leave me alone kind of thing. Which is the one percent. Not well, even it's... that. Not even that. I like, think about it. Whenever Superman rolls out, he's like the he's he's more the Captain America in Civil War than Tony Stark. Mm. Where and that's the whole point of the Dark Knight. Yeah, where, like, because in the Dark Knight Returns, wasn't Superman run. like in yeah, the Superman. Reagan exactly. administration yes. or something like yeah, that? Yeah, which yeah. he was. He was which the is a logical government. conclusion. Yeah, it's yeah. not nice, but you could see it happening. Him becoming exactly. enmeshed in the government and stuff. Exactly, but but that's kind of what happened with Iron Man, where he yeah. was, but he was always enmeshed in the the military. But you know, and it's kind of cool to see that been brought out. But that's why it's kind of hard to do because you're like, right, where do we put these gods? Yeah. Right in our society, and that's the appeal of the boys. You're like, oh, they would just kind of be superstars and kind of dicks. So yeah. it's like, you know, that's kind of what they do. It makes sense. But guys, that's go- true because you could you could find a superhero alternative for each of the seven yeah. boys, like, couldn't you? Like mm. for the seven, yeah. For like, the seven, yeah. I mean, that was very much the idea because like they mm. pulled the character archetypes primarily from the Justice League, yeah, but yeah. then with a few variants like one of them because you've got aquaman you've got superman you've got an a batman ish who doesn't talk you've yeah, got a yeah, wonder, wonder woman, woman. uh i don't know what elusive is supposed yeah. to be yeah but see that's uh, it and, yeah. and, and the, but the reason why that works is because if you had to trade it with marvel characters you fall into the well they're just normal people anyway yeah you know? yeah yeah like Bruce Banner never stopped being Bruce Banner. Tony Stark never stopped being Tony Stark. And, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like the big thing with Steve Rogers is he's still Steve Rogers. He's still. Yeah. He's just. Yeah. Rogers. They make a point of that in yeah. the Winter Soldier film when absolutely. he accused him of just being a shield and he takes his helmet off no, for absolutely. the remainder of the movie, more or less. And that's the thing, you know, because when you're when you're kind of going with DC, it's harder. And the coming back around, it's, it's great to see finally that they're willing to just be like, right, this is us. Here's what's beyond those tropes into the story, then, mm. and we're going to get a much more vibrant and diverse story pool mm. from it. We're not just going to get seven Batman movies. Yeah. We're going to get other stuff, and I'm, yeah. I, but, I, I think that's great. Like, I think yeah. that's great though, because like you know, like like I mean, again, one of the things that's great about DC stories is that they do, like as you said, Keith, they do have that conceptual layer to them, mm. like. One of my favorite uh, Superman books, and if I don't see it ever getting made into a, into a live action film, but Superman versus the Elite is an amazing story. And Ooh, called, I don't know this one. Tell me about it. So basically, um, you have like this team of pretty. Uh, 
it's been a while since I've read it or seen the seen the animated film for it. But basically, it's like a it's like this international team shows up called the Elite, and basically they have no qualms about committing murder against uh, people they see as threats. And Superman's going, no, nah, but you really shouldn't do that though. And then it you don't want to do that. Yeah, because like, <laughs> he's basically going like, look, that's just not that's just not a way to conduct being a hero. Like, and then. You know, basically, public opinion sways towards the elite because they're doing the stuff that Superman won't do, and yeah. like, the, you know, they're killing villains that Superman wouldn't kill, and then it becomes this whole ideological struggle because they started off being on good terms, but the over the course of the story, it just breaks down, and then it just becomes about well, how is Superman going to win this ideological struggle if he can if he can't if there's a one thing they are willing to do to him that he's not willing to do to them. And well, that, that's funny. Cause that's the conceit of the dark Knight as well. Like why would people be scared of Batman? If the Joker is always willing to go further, like yeah, because Batman breaks your arms and legs, whereas with the Joker, he kills you. You don't have to worry about it anymore. That's mm. fair. That's, that's really creepy with that. Makeup. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> But guys, you know, I, ignore, I will have to... ignore him. Your eyebrows are great. Uh... <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Obviously, we're not going to get to the Simpsons this week. So, anyone listening, guys, we're sorry. We will come ooh, back. We'll hopefully, ooh. more of the team. They're on to us. Get them back to Sea World. <laughs> get back to Sea World uh, to talk more about season eight. But we had to talk about it because here's the thing. Remember, we we're talking about the Simpsons because nothing else in the world was happening, and then DC gives a year worth of content. So it's like, okay, we got to talk about it. So, guys, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, now, because we've kind of we've been talked for a good like seventy minutes. Yeah. Um, so, Bryn, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah. So, Tech Takeover is in production. The script is fully written. There's been an initial set recording session. I do have. I've only managed to do the first ten minutes of the script so far, but I am planning to get the rest of it finished so that I should be ready to get it edited and released in two weeks' time. So Fantastic. that's where we're looking. Okay, and Katie? Yeah, we are back this week with another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, which is out tomorrow at lunchtime, or if you're listening... Well, they wouldn't be listening on Saturday because we're overtime now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Still, two days ago. Um, yeah, yeah, we're back tomorrow with another artist... Uh, which is really, really good because it's somebody that I've never met before. So we're growing, which is great. I'm very excited. And also, I know I'm not wearing any makeup right now. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to know why I look the way I look, you can hop over to my Instagram and keep an eye on that because we'll also be posting stuff there very, very soon. And that's at mannequin underscore blue. Sweet. And game. Okay, well, I suppose me and Dara are going to be doing a... Star Wars game themed game corner this weekend, this Saturday. I am very excited because I know that you are a wealth of knowledge in that department. And I suppose I wonder how long that oh, show's gonna be. <laughs> I I'm braced to break it into like three parts or whatever if needs That's be. Fair. That's optimistic of you. <laughs> and also I didn't get a chance to talk about either of these things, but uh, I am currently reviewing the new Lower Deck Star Trek show for Geek Ireland. So if you look up that on Geek Ireland, that's written by me, and I'd appreciate the clicks. 
And my weekly Doctor Who recommendation is that Tom Baker and David Tennant have done a crossover play, which Mm. is available now for like 10 quid. And it's well worth it for like that little moment in history-ness of it. Awesome. Awesome. And guys, go over to nerdtoknowmedia.com. Uh, the Wrestling Rewind, we did a pretty good show this week. That's up on the channel, and we have a lot more content coming up as well. Um, again, show every single day of the week. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you hear, go over to YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel, and obviously all our shows are for free. So we will talk to you guys next week here on Nerd to Know Media. Bye, guys. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 